Every man has a place, in his heart there's a space, in the world can erase his fantasies. Take a ride in the sky, on a ship fantasize, all you dreams will come true right away, and we'll live together until the 12th of never, our voices will ring forever as one. <laughs> Every thought is a dream, rushing by in a stream, bringing life to the kingdom of doing. Take a ride in the sky, on a ship fantasize, all your dream dreams will come true miles away. Our voices will ring together until the 12th of never, we'll all live forever as one. And I'm done with that bullshit, that was... Fantasy by Earth, Wind and Fire from 1978, or I tried to do it as the Black Box Edition <laughs> from 1990, I fucking failed both. And I'm sorry to the Drunken Monkey, shout out to him, because that's one of his favourite bands, Earth, Wind and Fire. And I've, and I've killed it. <laughs> Let me introduce this bullshit. This is Invert the Y, episode... Stardate log, Captain's log, 12.1.5.9 in the USS Invert the Y is orbiting another planet of retro bullshit. And today... Unbelievably, he is back after a big absence. Serious Sam. Very much. Thanks, man, for coming on and, and uh, being part of the podcast again. I appreciate it. How you been? Yeah, well, it's. Uh, I think it's the time the introverts shine. That's right. This is the best time for us. We've got no excuses now. We're like, oh well, got to stay inside anyway. What the hell? Let's play some. Uh, let's play some Final Fantasy VII remake, which is the topic of the show. Indeed, my wife's even been encouraging me to to play it, which is probably the first time for any game ever. Oh, shout out to her! God bless her. Now, listen, I got been, uh, pretty keen. I got I got a couple of questions to ask you, man. Before we get into it, right? A long, long time ago, because you're a smart guy. You had some kind of algorithm that was tracking the amount of f bombs I used to say. I'd just be interested. I'm, oh, yeah. sure, I'm sure it's gone down because I've been on my best behaviour. Have you still got that? I just had a phone call. Could you believe it? My mum tried to ring me. <laughs> she never called. She just tried to ring me. And she would keep calling back and calling back and won't get the fucking message. That's another F-bomb for your <laughs> algorithm. See, have you still got that algorithm? Yeah, I do. I just need to run it. So it takes a while to <laughs> process them all. But I do that for, for, uh, for your information and delectation. Can you do it for me? It'd be awesome. Oh, okay, I'll, I'll give you in a week. Awesome, man. And notice I haven't been shit-canning you for ages either. I've been pretty good. Mm. A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> Well, I appreciate you being on, so let's get into it, man. Final Fantasy VII Remake. And um, Mom, she's keep, she's going to keep calling me. Mum, fuck off. No disrespect. Love you, but not now is, is not the time. Um, I never knew. So I was sitting back playing with PlayStation as I normally do, and then after about a year of sending a friend invite to you, I finally get one, right? And you pop on, and I'm like, um, what are you doing? And you're like, oh, I'm getting ready. I'm downloading the Final Final Fantasy VII remake, and I'm like, huh, what? And you're like, yeah, man. I I back in the day, I 100 of the original, 
And I'm like, this is an amazing thing. So I've, I'm well and truly into the game now. I think I'm about three quarters of the way through. I think it's uh, chapter 14 I'm on. Yeah, three quarters of the way through the first 10 to stand. They're about, you know. And so you're what? You're a little bit only into it at this stage, aren't you? You're only a couple of chapters in. Yeah, so I'm at chapter four. So I'm probably about four hours in. Yeah. It's crazy, really, that it's like a, a fractional game and it's still taking uh, that, I, that long. I don't trust the clock. You know how there's a little menu? There's a little clock menu thing. Um, it's saying that I've put in about 24 hours. And I don't really... Yeah, go along with that. Yeah, I don't know if it's real, really accurate because I've put the, like, the controller down a few times. And so I don't know whether or not it's, it's still counting all of that sort of stuff. But it's definitely, yep. it's saying it's over 20 hours that I've played. And it's, I've pretty much tried to do everything I can find. Um, and last night I had a big holy shit moment and I put it down. So the, as you know, my background is I've never played Final Fantasy VII. I've never played Final Fantasy, period, right? And um, so it'll be really interesting talking to you about how you actually played the original 100% of yep. it, way back in the 90s. On Everybody the- played the original. I think you're an outlier. <laughs> I don't know why I never did. I had a PS1, and I couldn't tell you why I never played it, dude. I, I, I've got no idea. I think I might have been really keen on getting it. I had, like, the CD in my hand at, like, an EB game or something like that, and I wanted to buy it, and I never did. And so it's one of those um, games that you, you, you wished you had to play and never did. And um, so it's really... You, you, you could have earned yourself much better points there of being like, oh, I was in my early 20s, I was <laughs> dialing back to video games, but obviously nobody believed you. But. <laughs> so actually, when did it come out? 97? Uh, yes. I was, I was fucking 22. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, I was, I, was in, I was being cool at that stage and uh, yeah, I, never, I didn't play video games in 97. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I can't take you seriously with that background. Yeah, like you've got this background of like being in a fighter, Top Gun Maverick fighter pilot thing because we're trying to use Zoom. So hopefully the audio quality is a little bit better than it was back in the day because I've tried to use different things during this, uh, what do you call it, quarantine. Oh, now you've got flames. That's pretty cool. I don't even know how you can do that. It's fine. Um, so let's go, let's go through it. 97, Final Fantasy 7. And today's remake. So just very broad level, um, the major differences you're saying straight away, apart from the obvious graphical, is the is the combat. Yeah, so the combat originally was very much turn-based, so like kind of you picked your things, you guide everybody else and the spells and everything that they needed to do and then um, went through it. But there was no... There was no integration into the real world. Like you'd just be walking along, and all of a sudden, it just the screen would spin, and then you'd be in combat. So it's kind of cool in a way. You can avoid enemies now and, and things like that, the way you can in Final Fantasy fourteen, uh, sorry, fifteen. Um, but yeah, the combat's very, very different. Um, the mechanics generally are fairly similar. Obviously, the maps are a lot more complex. Um, you're still running around trying to find all the chests and potions and everything. Um, the map's massively bigger. So most of the things that I played didn't really exist in the first game. Um, but yeah, the, the main one is is the um, yeah, combat and, and being voiced. 
Yeah. Not sure. I think the PC one might have been voiced. Um, so the PC version of the um, FS7 that they released like, a good few years after the PlayStation, but I never played that. Um, and the, the PlayStation version was like four CDs anyway. Yeah. Um, and so, and like, where are you playing like the first third of disc one or something? So. Yeah. So the the thing about this game, have you heard? I don't know how much you've heard about people's reactions to it. People really either love it, like I, I do, love it. and people don't like it. So there's no real in between. I'm I'm blown away by the game. Like it's probably I'm going to say it's one of the best games I've played in the last five years. That's my opinion, and um, I'm just amazed at just how much detail there is. The artwork, the the, the soundtrack. I love the combat system. I love uh, just the way it, it moves and, and the animation, just everything about it, the world. So coming as an original fan, how do you feel about it? Are you, are you enjoying it or do you go into the camp that goes, oh, they've, they've met yeah, I, I, it up, you know? No, I, I, I think it's great. Like, um, as you say, the, the combat's actually really well done. Um, so it's got that mix of uh, still being able to... Um, push X and bring in the kind of turn-based things when you need to cast your spells and everything. Um, then I wish they hadn't picked X for that. Um, to your long-standing rant on games and their control systems. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I, I, I think it's been really well done. So um, the like even the, the the speech part, like the main thing that is different for me is just hearing the the characters because like. Playing the first one, I was I was kind of like you know with Zelda where you just stop talking yeah. and you're trying to get on to the next bit, um, and that was kind of how I played the first one, even though I played it all the way through. And so like there's things that are kind of intellectually new but never um, never really recognised. Like Cloud is so whiny, and he was whiny in the first one, but when he's actually speaking, it's like oh my god, yeah, he's the wow. most emo character um, ever. Like. <laughs> Ring a ding a ding. Baby. That's right. He's got the hot- got black hair and yeah, that's right. He's got like the hottest chicks around him, right? Who are basically flinging themselves at him, and he's like, "Huh? What?" And actually, the whole the way that the whole characters the, the, uh, made me laugh. Though. That's like his only sound effect in the first one. Right? So he'll say some, somebody will say something, and he just goes, "Huh?" huh? <laughs> so when that's come up in the speeches, that did crack me. Yeah, I mean the the whole way it's um. The way they look and the way that the voice acting is, it's very anime in the way it's like it is yep. very Japanese, obviously. But the way that they they occasionally go, huh? Like just say yes or we agree and they just nod their head and the way yep. they move. I love that personally because I love anime. But um, he's just so moody and he's got no emotions. And maybe that's going to be explained better because, again, I don't know the story of Final Fantasy VII. Maybe that's going to be a bit better explained towards latter parts of the game, not this particular part of the game, because obviously part, part one will end at a certain, you know, have a certain end, and then maybe the next parts will, will show that side of him, but he's painful. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. T- Tifa is basically throwing him herself at him, <laughs> and he's like, huh, huh? <laughs> I'm going to have a much greater appreciation for Tifa cosplay now. Oh, like, yeah. Same thing, like she, she was like 10 polygons, the version I watched, and like, I never saw the movie or anything, so none of it really registered, and it was just like, 
Jesus. Hey, they've used every polygon on a chest for sure this time, mate. Serious, Sam. <laughs> every <laughs> just scale, scale. <laughs> every polygon the PlayStation Four can generate has gone to a chest. <laughs> I mean, you and I were joking. We got—is like, it wrong that we're like in love with his fake character? Like she just, but it's just oh, she's like, very irritating, though. Oh, she's oh. A pain in the ass. You know. And actually, I must say, the characters, um, I, I do like the characters, and it'll be interesting to see if you feel the same way this time versus last time. But um, one, a couple of the characters just don't click with me at all. And, to, and, and it's mainly their voice acting. I'm not a big fan of Barrett in terms of his voice acting. He's an, he's an occasional Mr. T, and I don't know if it quite works. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just it's waiting. It's an all, all, all Mr. T. <laughs> That's <laughs> But he's supposed to be Mr. T. So. That's right. He's supposed to be a Mr. T, but I don't think it really, really works. Um, I like Jesse. I thought Jesse's a great character. Um, Biggs is basically Charlie Sheen from Hot Shots and just the way he looks. Have you noticed he looks like Charlie Sheen, a young Charlie Sheen? I did. I was, there's a bit of a, a Twitter trend at the moment with um, girls getting the first for Biggs. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so how... How we thought with teeth, but they are towards Biggs. Yeah, uh, and uh, I don't know if you're up to Aerith yet, so I won't say too much about her and the way they've portrayed her in this version of Final Fantasy. Um, but I, I mean, did you know? Did you watch Breaking Bad? Oh yeah, I love Breaking Bad. You know, you know, Wedge is um, Badger's he's, he's Badger. And did you just and yeah. I laughed when he goes Jesse because <laughs> <laughs> did you do that too? Because the first time, I'll be honest with you, man, I went completely dark on Final Fantasy VII Remake. I, I didn't, you know, watch the videos and the lead up to it. I, I wanted to go in completely, uh, basically, un, uh, with it as an unknown. And when I was hearing Wedge's voice, I'm like, is that, the, is that Badger? That's Badger. <laughs> From, and then when he turns around and goes, Jesse, I went, oh, no. I bet he had a real laugh in real life when he, when he was doing it, you know. We're being very nerdy. Yeah, I think you have to. We're being very fond of fantasy seven. jokes you can make. Oh, yeah, yeah. But do you think it's faithful to the original in terms of the context and the way they've handled it from the the bit you've played? Do you feel that they've... Yeah, I, I, like there's weird stuff, like the chapter I'm on at the moment, like there's nothing's mentioned in, in it at all, like the whole thing with going to see Jesse's family to get the security pass and all of that. None of that exists. Um so that wasn't in I the, the character. Sorry, that no, wasn't in no, the no, 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 there's nothing like that. It's um, like it's pretty quick from memory. Like we can't literally over twenty years, but um, it, it's pretty quick from kind of first react, second reactor smash, and then leave Midgard in the first one. So, like, I, I think it's probably about. I'm, I'm not sure how many hours, but it's not a huge amount of hours. Um, before you leave Midgard in the first one. So I'm guessing they've tried to extend it just because just the amount of effort they've put into the, the bloody artwork on it would have taken an age. Oh. Um, I, think the, I think the character, and so I think doing all of that artwork for like eight, ten hours, I'd have guessed that you get in the first one, I think would have been a bit excessive. Um, but I think the characters are fairly accurate. Like they're, they're massively expanded. So... Um, Bigs and Wedge, I don't, you may or may not know, but they're, they're a long-running um, 
joke through the Final Fantasy series, so they pop up in most of the games. Yeah. Um, because it's they're, they're named after Star Wars characters or something. Yeah, well, they're, like, they're always like they 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 are they're they're based after uh, what are they the wingmen for Luke in, in yeah. Star Wars episode and you and you hope right episode four yeah and and so for those that don't know because I didn't know this is how little I know about Final Fantasy seven right or Final Fantasy period there's no every game is unique so there's really no yeah. carryover from the story even though they're up to what fifteen now they've done fifteen of the series. Their only carryovers and are the cameos by Wedge and and, um, and and Biggs, isn't it? No, is it Wedge and? Um, there's there's a couple of minor ones. Like I've not played all of them by any stretch, but um, like there's a few. Like Tifa shows up in the online one. Um, there's there's a few that will go through the Chocobos and everything. Yeah, um, they're kind of a serious signature. Um, but yeah, each world is pretty much unique with all of the major numbered ones, which is why. Like, if you go, there's, like, seven. Uh, no, actually, 13, I think, has got um, Eris in. Right. Um, from memory. Um, but, yeah, like, they're, they're pretty much unique, which is why, like, 13 is, like, 13 and then 13 too, and then another one as well is because that's, like, the continuation of the world. So. How, much, how, many of them, how many of them have you played? Just seven? Um, played, played six, played seven. Um, Four, ten, um, ten, kind of. Whichever one was on the PS3, which might have been in thirteen, that put me off. Like that was terrible. Most was people like, on the rail, on rails, like walk through the game. Like I played like two hours of it. So yeah, yes. um, played a bit of fifteen. Um, it's pretty good actually, but I just. Um, People make fun of the I've emo characters. I've got no point in my life where I can spend 40 <laughs> hours playing <laughs> into the game. I, I, you know what? I'm so into uh, the remake that I'm willing to pay, like buy uh, 15 now because it's quite cheap. Um, yeah. just, just it, get... it, it's good. Massive install. It's like 150 gigs on PC. It's insane. But, no, well, um, it's pretty good. That's what you get for the Master Race, man. I think it's up there on PlayStation. Actually, that was the that was one of my things I realised uh, setting up to play Final Fantasy. Because I haven't used my PlayStation really since um, Red Dead Redemption Two. And so I'm like, okay, I'll go in and install my stuff and start my PSN subscription in, and then it's like, oh, Rally Two's out. I yeah. free game this month. So and Uncharted. I'm, I'm digging my steering wheel out later, but um, I love Dirt Rally. But um, yeah, so I'll go through that, and then it's like you've got no disk space, and it's like each game's like 90 or 100 gigs, which is hard enough on my internet to download anyway. But like I'd, I'd kind of mocked my sister-in-law for upgrading the disk on her PlayStation years ago, and now I'm like, oh, I know I understand. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I mean, um, yeah, the games are – I mean, you, what, you've got a launch PS4, have you, which has only got, what, 500 gigs on it? Or has it got a terabyte? I've got literal day one. Oh, you got the day one, yeah, man! I tell you, I've got the pro, and when I'm playing Final Fantasy VII, the the fans are going crazy. It sounds like a jet engine, like that thing is just saying, "This is this is too hard for me to do," right? But you know what? I've never seen a game going back to the remake that looks as good as it does in HDR. 
So I've got it on HDR as well. And just the, the lighting. I don't have a HDR TV. <laughs> Things are grim, man. I tell you, if you did have a HDR TV, it looks unbelievable. So you know the, uh, what do you call it, the Shinra soldiers, how they've got three red lights or orange lights on their helmet? That looks yep. sick in HDR. It just looks so bright and so colourful. The game is so colourful in um, most parts. It's a, it's a combination of drab and colourful. Yeah, I know. Trouble is, I've not got the, the PlayStation does HDR. My, my monitor does it, kind of. Um, but yeah, I don't have it on the TV. And again, I'm, I'm at that point in my life, I was looking at mattresses early. So I went from looking at mattress to go, oh yeah, dear, I need to go and get that, that OLED TV that I've been wanting for a while. Yeah, you've you've changed, man. You've got very domestic in your in your later years, serious Sam. I I, I haven't, but you, know, <laughs> but you got a great you got a great excuse right now. You can't go out and buy a mattress. It's too it's too scary out there. It's really. <laughs> I was thinking after trying them out, it's like mm, no. I went, to, went to Bunnings yesterday. That was a mistake. Oh, dude! I, see, I I can't go out, right? So I I actually went for a walk uh, last week, and I started getting anxiety because there were people coughing, and they're yeah. like walking towards me, and I went, "Oh, <laughs> this is scary!" And I broke out into a sweat, and I ran back into the house. Fuck it! And I put back a Final Fantasy VII remake back on, and everything was right in the world. Back to my happy place. <laughs> That's right, it's a happy place, you know. And um, I mean, the the I've never. And this is why I'm angry at myself because I kind of wish that I had to play the original first and then played this one so I could get the full effect of why this one is such a big change from the original in terms of the way it looks. Because the realisation of Midgar and having the sectors, you know, broken up like a big, I guess like a cheese wedge. And then I'm going to, okay, here's a spoiler. You know the spoiler, but I'm going to say it. Towards the end, one of the, uh, what do they call it? The plates gets dropped. I can't imagine how they could have realized that on the ancient hardware of the PlayStation 1. Whereas in this one... SMV, baby. (laughs) Yeah, well, this one, it shows a lot more. And so their whole vision of what Midgar would have been, which is what the first part of Final Fantasy VII, I don't think they could have really uh, shown it off in the way they really wanted to back then, whereas now they, they, they can get pretty close to it, you know? Yeah, yeah no, I, th- I think that's true. And, well, that's what I was saying. I think like it's probably fair enough that they've expanded on Midgard a lot because, A, it's so much work. Like, the, the level of artistry, there is artistry and there is, is crazy. Like, and they've, they've kind of um, ate a lot that's in the movie and stuff, so it's kind of all this similar... Thing, but then also because you've got a lot more character development and you're you're, you're in the, the camp and everything, you yeah. I imagine the, the emotional connection is going to be a little bit higher than it would have been. Because like the first one, like I was fifteen, I hated everybody. This is bloody emo music, but um, it, it was I was kind of like, eh, yeah, that looks like it's bad. One later on, that got me, but uh, I, I didn't really feel anything about the city. Whereas you've spent six hours doing all the missions for them and stuff. So that's the, yeah, the music in this is, is, un, is another level, though. Like, it's a full... Oh, even for the original, though, like, if you go back and listen to um, like the, the OST soundtrack, like, 
music has always been a man's. Yeah. Um, it's slightly more orchestral. It's not a MIDI sample now, but um, it's, a lot of it is actually quite similar. Yeah. Yeah, this is um, – I've never really experienced a game with a soundtrack like this. I, it's just an amazing – like every place has got yeah. a difference. However, I'm going to say this. I'm, I'm going to try and keep balanced with it. There's some parts of the game where I don't think the soundtrack actually fits with where you are and what you're trying to do. And sometimes it gets annoying because it just it's on a loop. It's just repeating itself. And then when you leave that area, yeah. it it's quite abrupt. It stops. And then it goes into a new soundtrack. And it's like, huh? I only just walked from one – little section to this section and all of a sudden the soundtrack's completely different um that's the only thing i'll say and i don't know how you feel about this because i think you're up to this part now in the game and it'll be interesting to see what you say about this versus the first one um but some of those side missions are awful in this remake they're just fetch quests like look up find somebody's cats and you spend like half an hour (laughs) see what i mean like and it doesn't inspire you to go and do it. Like, you're like, oh, are you serious? And uh, the whole game has these patches of go looking for these boring frets quests and then you actually get a break where it's just pure main quest action, really cool stuff, story expands. And then I'm at the point again towards the end of the game where it's saying, oh, by the way, before you finish the game, here's a whole bunch of other boring shit you can do. Right, and I'm like, do I really want to do this, or do I just want to get to the beaten potatoes of it? Because I know that the the quests are pretty lame in it. So, did the first game have that? Were were, were the side quests this kind of? Uh, yeah, not not so much at this point in the game. Like as I said, like Midgard was, as I remember, you have to go and refresh the plot a little bit, but similar to you, I've been trying to save my hide it all a little bit, but. Midgard was kind of like bang, 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 and then the end, and then it, the, the game literally opens out into the world, and it does become a bit more fetch quest like as you go around, starting to build up your team, like you just, they're all in different towns, and you, like each one has a bunch of different quests, or go and kill this, whatever, but um, it's definitely more so with this one. I guess it's, it's kind of a trend at the moment, isn't it? It's like Ubisoft's kind of the worst. Yeah, they're the worst defender. Agonist for that. It's like, oh, look, you, let's just have 40 hours of padding. It's, it's awful. I don't know if you ever played Assassin's yeah, Creed Odyssey. I don't know if you ever played Assassin's Creed Odyssey, but that was the biggest defender of padding. Like, that game was about 100 hours of just padding. There was like 20 hours of real content, and the rest was just bullshit. And they actually knew they had bullshit because they had those, uh, what do you call them, those uh, time savers, those uh, those uh, microtransactions that you could save some time by getting your XP leveled up faster. So they knew they had <laughs> they had this really bloated game. So going back to FF7 Remake, this remake's just one section of the original, which is Midgar, right? Yep. How many sections... Yep. So, okay, the question I've got for you... How many parts do you think they're going to do? Because if this is part one and it's just Midgar, what what's left of the game, of the original? And well, how many? How, how many? It's, it's, it's nothing from the game. Seriously, it's, it's like I, th- I think I read something that's the equivalent of one third of disc one, 
and there was three or four discs in the, in the first one. Right. Um, so basically, without spoiling too much, so you, you, you leave Midgard and then, similar to like Final Fantasy 15 and all of those, it's just a, a proper world map. And so you'll have things that you need to go and do, teams that you need to start building up, people you need to fetch, but like, it's, it's mind-boggling how big it is. Right. Yeah. That's my memory. Um, obviously, things are a bit different these days. Um, Red Dead and GTA's of the world have kind of built on that, but um, yeah, it, it's huge. Like, there's there's one section pretty soon after uh, it's been mentioned a few times, the Gold Saucer, yeah. um, and that that in itself is like it, it's got like a full games arcade in there, heaps of quest characters. Like, it's just, I think realistically. They'll probably push it out to, to three or four. Yeah, um, I guess the challenge is going to be there. Like, the, it's it's one price, right? So, um, I don't know how how they're going to decide. It's yeah. been a bit weird that they're being so shady about um, committing to that. Maybe they're seeing how much money they get from the first one. Well, a lot of people, way. a lot of people are saying that it's likely to be three parts to be like a trilogy. So there'll be like part two part three but then as you just said a lot of the original purists say well that's going to be really hard to do because they feel this is because i trying to did some research about how the original fans feel about this game and, and as i said it's mixed um they're saying i don't know how you can do that because they feel that this first part of midgar is being padded out quite a bit like they could have actually wedged in a bit more for part one of the remake and they've actually padded out, padded out this first bit quite a bit to get you like 20, 20 to 25 hours worth of gameplay, roughly. Yeah, I, th- I think just mechanics-wise, it's probably harder to um, to put it back in its box after you've left Midgard, which is probably another part of it. Yeah. So you, you kind of, you, you get transport um, to leave. And so that transport pretty much opens up the whole thing. And so I'm not sure how how the mechanics of it would work for constraining you and not like doing a sequential release. Um, so I suspect it probably, like three feels right because I think they could do, there's this, there's the next one, which has kind of got most of the open world aspect. And then in the original, you kind of get to a point where it puts you back on rails again and you kind of on the, the thing to the end. Yep. Um, so I, I suspect it will look a little bit like that. But yeah, it, it is a bit strange. Yeah. So you're saying a three-parter? I, I think three would make sense yeah. for the mechanics, but I'm not a game designer, right? So I, no. don't, I don't, don't know how they do it. But see, it's going to be really tricky now because a lot of people said that when it first got real, I think it got shown off in real detail in 2015 at E3. I think it had been shown off well before that, but actually was really a big thing in 2015, 2016. We finally got it in 2020. So we're looking at it like another, you know, three, four years before we got a part two. So it's now going to go over multiple systems now because by then it'll probably be on PS5. Actually, it will be on PS5. So it's going to be a long time between drinks till you get to that final end of the remake so if they do a part three by the time you get to the end of that part three that's going to be like so many years of elapsed since we've got this 
That's a that's a problem. Well, that's a challenge. Yeah, it is. Um, I don't know the, the the kind of child in me. Maybe they'll do it like uh, Back to the Future, like <laughs> do one a year. Oh, um, so I, I don't know. I kind of assume they're going to um, be. I expect the second one's going to drop pretty quick on PS5, um, just because Sony would because Sony's got the timed exclusive right. So I, I imagine they're just going to go here, have all of the money um, to try and get that out fairly early on. Yeah. Um, but even then, you kind of expect to be talking about it now. Everybody's at home. This should, have, this should be heat productive for software development. Get on with it. Yeah, I, I don't know. Well, you know what they're saying about that? Like, most of them are working from home, so it's no big deal. But they reckon that the lack of interaction between teams is actually slowing game development down quite a bit. So a lot, a lot of game, so a lot of games are going to be delayed now, and um, which I got a bad feeling about. I, everyone's saying Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven is going to be okay, but I don't know, man. Well, don't, don't don't bring that in the universe. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we actually got um, we were wrong because last time you and I spoke on this bullshit podcast, right? We said, "Oh, it won't slip." When they announced, I think was it May? It was supposed to come out in May, and now it slipped to what is it? Is it November or December? October. October. Some bullshit. Um, oh, nothing would surprise me this year, you know. But I hope not because it, it'd be something to end on the year in terms of gaming on a bit of a high. Although this has been a really, like Final Fantasy VII Remake's been a real big high for me because I didn't expect to like it as much as I do. And, and when you yeah, go... Yeah, I think, it, it, it's, it, I think it's going to be one of those that kind of um, not defines the, 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 the PS4, but it kind of does have that kind of, like you get certain games which kind of go beyond the 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 genre of the year or whatever. And I think it's kind of going to be one of those like GTA three was. And oh man. This is my game of the year so far. I, I, it's I, only April. But. It's only April and we have had a lot of delays, but I, I'll be honest with you. I can only think of a couple of games that might knock it off. Like cyberpunk would be one of them. Um, I played doom eternal. That really didn't rock my boat too much, to be honest. Yeah, I'm not a massive shooter fan at the best of times. So I didn't really appeal. I'm I, too I kind of have to choose my games carefully for what I'm going to put time into. Yeah, I'm too old though. I'm, my reflexes are not that good anymore. I just couldn't. It was so. I never oh no, man! It is way too fast and furious for me. I'm like, I can't. My brain. I'm going to have an epileptic fit. There's so much shit going on the screen, you know. Whereas I do, this is what I like about the FF7 remake is you can take your time. People don't like this, but I really like it. It's quite linear. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm glad it is. I'm, I'm glad they didn't go the open world route because it's got like these hub worlds that are connected to each other. So they're the different sectors and you can get from each sector reasonably quick and you don't get too lost, really. Um, and I like that. I like how it is contained. I don't know. Did, did you want to? Did you want an open world when you heard about it being a remake? Um, I know it'll be coming anyway. So as I said, like Midgard was on rails for the first one. So, so um, it's kind because of, all it, all it's doing it's kind of your your stereotypical movie act one in the, the first game. So it's kind of just trying to amp up um, implications. The world's 
and then here's your quick character intro. It's kind of trying to generate the tension. Yep. Um, and that's kind of its purpose in the first game. And then it kind of takes a pretty big step back and kind of breathes a little bit. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm fine. It's a, just a more So, dumb question. Again, haven't played the original. The latest sections are a bit more open-world-ish, given the limitations of the right. original system. Um, yeah, so as soon as you leave Midgard, it's pretty much completely open world. So you'll go to towns that you've got to do stuff before you leave, but pretty quick you can get to the point where you just jump on your transport and then um, go to somewhere else to do something else. Yeah. It'll be interesting, Serious Sam. Trying not to say what that transport is because it's cool. Is it? <laughs> uh, well, man, I was shattered last night, man. You know, like that that section. I know you try not to uh, give me spoilers, but I think I'm going to end up playing the original now. Like it's, you can actually get it on. I'm sure you can get it on the PS4, but you can definitely get it on the PS3, right? And um, I think you can only get it for like seven bucks or whatever it is. I think I'm going to go back and play it, the original. And I know it's going to. Yeah, hurt. I think it depends how you get on with older games though like I, I know like I've had a few where I've tried to go back and play them it's just been like new I, I can't do it yeah um, that's what worries me because this has been so fluid and so polished and stylized and the artwork and the and the sound and everything about it is the shit it's awesome there's no rack on Tifa in the first one <laughs> isn't there Cause, well, there is, but it, it's it's a try. Do, <laughs> do you want to hear something funny, man? When they first sure. showed off Tifa, like the new Tifa, right, there was a guy on YouTube, he's a massive nerd, a funny guy, right, and he gets on there and he goes, and they even left her boobies, man. In the age of social justice, they left her boobies. God, God bless Square Enix. They even left her titties. <laughs> And I, I must admit, I was playing this game. I'm like, are you serious now? <laughs> I think that made her a bit older, though, because I seem to remember she was like 13. Like, she was fairly obviously a teenager in the first one. So uh, I think I'm glad they've not gone to uh, <laughs> Japanese stereotype with that. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing weird about them. Although I must admit, you're about to go to a really cool, quote-unquote, chapter. One of the chapters is just so wacky, and I can't remember if it was in the original. I think it is in the original. It's just so wacky where um, you got the cloud cross-dressing incident. That was in the first one, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I was pissing myself laughing watching these buzzing bees in a nightclub dancing and clouds in a is basically cross-dressing. And, but it's really well explained why he has to do it. And it's just so over the top, and and again, it's it reminds me of an anime, you know, and uh, it's just so wacky. And I just started laughing. And there's a dance off, right, where he's doing a dance off with one of the nightclub owners, and I'm like, what the what the fuck am I playing? <laughs> but I loved it, you know. Yeah, I think, I think there was I think the Golden Saucer has a dancing game actually. The uh, from memory. Yeah, it'd be interesting when you get to the chapter I'm talking about whether or not it's way different from... It'd have to be because just the way they do it is so stylized and the game is so stylized. Uh, it'd be really interesting to see what you say when you get to that point 
because it's just so I was it's so funny, you know. And but yeah, when you watch Tifa walking around like you know, in, a, in a little short skirt <laughs> and a little tank top. I was, I was, while, while, while you were talking, I was just looking up the the pictures from the original, and yeah, she was quite well equipped. More better equipped than I remember, actually, in the original. That's uh, that's what I'm saying. They, this guy was going on about they kept her titties. <laughs> Man, every polygon the PlayStation One could generate went on her chest. I'm sure of it. You know, that was the way, wasn't it? it was like the um, what was the um, the fighting game, Dead or Alive? <laughs> Dead or Alive. The, the other one was uh, remember the original Tomb Raider. She literally had two yeah. triangles as a chest. <laughs> But they're all yeah, thanks. They're all like uh, over the top in terms of like ultra beautiful people in this game. Like they're all super. Like Cloud's one of the hottest chicks on the game because <laughs> he's, yeah, he's he's pretty androgynous, isn't, isn't he? he? Yeah, oh, and later on he's totally androgynous. Like there's a scene, like I said, in one of the later chapters. I'm sure you'll piss yourself, and you'll send me a message when you get up to it. He's just so over the top effeminate. It's just, yeah, it's crazy. But I know that that was true to the original because I went back and read up and I went, is that being put in for some, you know, social justice bullshit or is that, and that was apparently part of the original where Cloud's kind of very effeminate. Yeah, feminine and whiny. He needs to loosen up. He's the most whiny bullshit character, like no emotion. Question I do have for you though, in this new game, and you would have seen this already. He gets flashbacks. He gets these yep. moments of like a flashback, and it goes back to some parts of his like history. Is that in the original? Yeah, uh, not not to the same degree, but yes. So, for the first time you you see Sephiroth in the first one is in a flashback. It's later on, but um, it's, it's kind of like they start merging as, as it goes goes through the game. So, yeah, it's, it, there's a lot of them this time, but got to use the FMV budget somehow. Right? How do you feel about going back to the character, like the the villains in this game? I've heard comment that in this part of the of the game, there's too much interaction with the the, the villains. Whereas in the first one, at this point in the game in Midgar, there wasn't as much like. Um, of the, of the bad guys. Is that is that true? Do you think that they've put the villains in more this time? Um, I, I think so. Like, the, the, as I say, Sephiroth, you don't really meet until a fair way through in the first one. Um, the And then the whole thing with, like, Shinra and the bosses and everything, they're, they're kind of mentioned in the background. You don't really see them. Um, not... I, Obviously, it was 20 years ago. I don't even really remember in the first one that it was stressed that much that it was Shinra that dropped the plate. So that whole thing, like where um, like the first reactor was done by somebody else and everything, I don't, I don't recall that being stressed so much that it wasn't you guys. So I, I, it is one I've been meaning to read up about. I'm just trying to avoid spoilers a little bit. Yeah. I don't know if they did that to try and soften out the whole, you know, terrorism thing. Well, um, they that's a big uh, thing in this game. Like, they make it very, very clear at the start in the remake that, you're, you you know, the main characters are part of a terrorist organisation, which I thought... And, was, and you are in the first one. It's just, I don't know if they made out, like, the 
the down like they didn't do all of the catastrophic damage to kind of make them look like a lower grade of terrorist or something like I seem to remember in the first one it's pretty much did it yeah um, uh, the, the thing that I do like about it is is that when and again I'm going to do some spoilers here but you know about these spoilers when they do drop the plate they get very particularly Tifa they get very uh, remorse about what's happened. There's a lot of remorse because they go, well, we caused it. If we just had a left everything alone and left the reactors and Shinra doing what they did to the planet, we should get to that, what, what, what it's all about, then none of this would have happened. We could have, none of these people would have died. Everything would have been as, as it was and we would have just got on with it. Because the big, correct me if I'm wrong, the big theme of this whole thing is that the, like Indiana Jones all over again. <laughs> exactly right. But the whole thing is is that this planet that they're on is basically being sucked dry of all resources by a corporation called Shinra who are using these big giant reactors that use this thing called um, Mako or Mako. And they that's like oil. That's your theme, basically. And they, they power the whole planet with this, this uh, resource and the planet's running dry, basically, and heavily polluted. There's no sky because it's got these giant plates above it um and so these so you got cloud tifa biggs barrett and a couple of others join who are these terrorists called avalanche who go in and try and kill these get rid of these reactors to try and liberate the planet right and it, that's the basic theme of the original too isn't it yeah yeah no it's, it's pretty accurate um so I, i've not gotten very far through the story at the moment so there's kind of there's more weird stuff as well, like for how they'd been using Mako beyond the energy thing. Yeah. Um, so, um, like the reason of what was being done in the reactors beyond um, making energies, but um, yeah, it's, it, it's pretty, pretty close. There's some weird shit. Sh- about climate change for more than five minutes. Oh, yeah, well. It's very much about a climate change thing, this whole thing. But the thing is, is that I can forgive it because it was allegory. made. <laughs> well, it's an allegory, but it was way, it was made way back in the nineties, so it's not yeah. as left, left, you know, as much in your face as it would have been if it had been released today. So I can forgive it. But the thing is, is that um, what I've heard, and you need to help me out with this, the what do you call it, the the ghosts that uh, Cloud sees as visions. In this version of the game, they're very different from the original. In the original, from what I've, what I've heard, is they're actual spirits that are uh, part of the planet and they try and protect the planet from what Shinra is doing or something like this. Whereas in this version of the, re- like in the remake, it's quite different. Is that what you're picking up on? Or, or do you remember um, much about them? So I don't, I don't think I've got that far through. So as, as I remember, like, the, the summon spells and the things like that, they're actually, like, they are the spirits and it is that they're basically trying to help you beat um, the people because, like, everything's kind of coming together to kind of save the world. Um, but, yeah, I've not really seen it that far much in the, the remake. Yeah, so in this version of the remake, from what I've heard, the, the, the spectres or the spirits, whatever you call it, and I can't remember the name off the top of my head, they're they're acting very differently from how they did in the in the first one, in the original. Right. In the original, they were like, uh, you know, the protectors of the planet. Whereas in this version, they're they're different. They're like visions that Cloud's seeing, and it's not really made well clear. 
as much in this, this, at least this part one. So maybe part two, we'll see a bit more of it. And some of the original fans are a bit pissy about it. They're like, oh, well, they haven't explained that as well as they should have. But um, yeah, I don't know. You, you, you may pick up more of it. There's a very distinct chapter about this later on that you'll get to. And maybe once you've played that, you'll understand a bit more about where it's going. Um, like there's a whole chapter dedicated to it, basically, um, towards, yeah. towards the latter part of the game. I tried to get through more than I had. I wasn't expecting it to be this long. Yeah, it's um. People say it's too short, and I'm like, well, I think it's- I think overall it is. But like, I, I as I say, I didn't really know how much they had expanded mid card. So I was kind of like, what? <laughs> That's the gripe that people have from the original. They're like, well, you padded out this first section of the game mid and you should have actually probably gone beyond that if you wanted to do a part one, I don't have, see, I've never played it, so I can't comment and I don't have a problem with what I've seen. I don't see, I don't see padding. The only padding I see is in the side quests. They're the ones that just make no um, sense to me. Yeah. And, and I think it's, it's done well. I think it's more plot padding. Like the, cause the, the broad strokes of the plot are the same, but like none of that village or none of the missions or anything that like that really, occurs in the first one um so it's more just that they've just expanded on everything rather than it's it's necessarily padding like there's no motorbike ride or anything like that and, it's just... and how do you think they've treated the um the inventory system like with the materia because materia that was in the first game too wasn't it that was in the original yeah. that's basically the same um yeah so um I assume as, as I get better weapons, you'll start getting the same sort of stuff. So, um, like, it starts to become about combos of uh, putting them together. So you kind of have, at the moment, you make sure you've always got your slots filled and that you're levelling up the material. Like, when you get later on, um, you start chaining them together, um, and that's where it gets properly powerful. Like, it's, um, in the first one, it's a really hard um, summon called um, Knights of the Round. And basically, it's like 18 hits. Uh, but um, you've also got, um, like, what is it, mine, I think, which means somebody copies, um, the, or you can copy the last one that you did, and then you, you do these things. And anyway, I, like, I remember in the first one, I had it set up. So basically, I could do like 10 nights of the round castings for, for one. And that was pretty much the only way you could build or beat the, the weapons. Um, so weapons are kind of a big. Um, uh, optional robots that you'll see later on, so you don't need to destroy them to complete the story. But they're kind of like the um, um, stretch goals. <laughs> yeah, that, well, this is what I like about it because um, people weren't a big fan of the what do you call it, the action combat system that they've put in for the remake. And then once you play it, you realise you can't. Camera's have... terrible. Oh, that was my. <laughs> That's a great call. The camera's shit. The camera later on in the game. Right, lock on. Oh, the lock on is not great. It's not like a Dark Souls lock on. It's just I don't know what the hell. The camera is awful. Um, but this the combat I like because you can't just hack and slash, which is a natural instinct that they've made it like an action combat system. You actually have to pause yeah. it and do quite a lot of spells to get out of trouble. But initially, you won't realize that until later on you come across some 
really tough characters and you have to do a lot of spells to get rid of the enemies quite a bit. So there's like, it's still... I was was surprised how hard that one was for the, um, for that robot in the reactor. Kind of went in and it's like, oh, this will be easy. It's like, oh, this is actually a bit of a slog. (laughs) Dude, I just did, like I said, I'm, I'm further on than you are. And last night I came up against an enemy at the end of this chapter and it was a bitch. And I had to really work like the strategy really well with my other character because one character would fall over and you'd have to revive that other character. So you've always got to get your inventory right. You've got to have like all your revival spells. You've got to have, your, like you said, your materia put up against into, into your weapons really well. And the other thing is too, you've always got to, almost micromanage your um your characters in terms of the upgrades of the weapons too. So you've always got to go in and check the upgrades and make sure they're fully upgraded and you're not walking in weakened. So whenever you see a, like a chair, you got to sit on the bench, right? Because if you sit on the bench, you fully heal up. But if, you know what? If you see a bench in a vending machine, you know around the corner there's some serious shit going down. That's what I've I've realised. <laughs> there's like a pattern, you know? If there's a vendor who's selling better weapons, you know around the corner you're about to eat a lot of shit. That's how I've seen, you know. But, um, yeah, the camera is not great. That's the one complaint I that you've actually reminded me on. But you know what I heard that's interesting, Serious Sam? And I'll, leave, I'll put this out to you, right? They've said, what if Square Enix make this like a, like a, uh, like a Mass Effect? Because if you go into Part 2... You've already got all this experience from the first the first part of the game, the remake. You've got all these weapons. You've got all this materia. Wouldn't it be cool if you could uh, upload your your save game from the this this current part one of the remake and put it into part two? That'd be sick if they did that. They have to. There's no way you can't. Like if you don't have leveled up materia as you go through, you've you've done. You can't. Like you, there's no way you'll win. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know if you can. Um, um, my assumption fifty. Then, but oh, the enemy scale as well. I always did, so um, it's it shouldn't be too much of a problem. Like the only the only one I had a, an issue with in the, the first game. Um, so as I say, like most things do scale, like, and I think it's bosses that didn't, because um, I know. Um, when I played it through the second time, which was when I hundred percented it, like because I'd gone through and I'd literally um, like beat the hardest two bosses, and like, the second one's insanely difficult. Um, but then I basically just one shot at the last boss. Like he literally hit me once, and then my counter strike killed him. <laughs> so um, yeah, we'll see. But I, I think that they have to. I would have thought they'd have through, cause Yeah, you need all the experience points on the material. Yeah, I would have thought that that at like least your level doesn't matter, but you need to be able to have those spells. Yeah, you need that material. So that's what I'm saying. Like someone raised it. I was listening to somebody talk about it, and they raised a really good point. Like, I hope they consider uploading files to the next part of the game because we want all of our inventory, we want our weapons, and we want our material. Because essentially, you're starting from quite a bit of a chunk into this. You know, the the previous game, you can't walk in cold. You can't walk in with no weapons, no armor, you know, no materia. Um, so. Yeah, I, I, I don't see why they wouldn't. Why they're not saying it's three games. It's just 
three parts. Like, I'm not well, paying for it three times or anything. So they haven't even. Not be. They haven't. <laughs> even, they haven't even said it's three parts yet. So, or however many. Yeah. Like, it's it's going to be more than two. They're not going to set 80% of the game in the next bit. You know what my, my theory is this series, Sam? They'll do three parts, and then, you ready for this? They'll do a definitive edition, and they'll have all of them combined in one big package, right? Your 120-hour package on the PS5 or whatever else it's going to be, and that's like the, the, the definitive edition. Like, that's what I think, serious, Sam. I isn't it kind of going to be that by default? Like, as I say, like it's not, it's not you're not you've not bought Final Fantasy Remake Part One. You bought Final Fantasy Remake. So when it's all released, you've got the whole game. So um, yeah, they'll probably do a special edition type, get a free jumper or whatever bullshit you usually get with oh, special editions. But have you s- I don't think you'll get any content. Have you seen the collector's edition with the motorbike? Cloud's motorbike? Have no. you seen that? Look that shit. You got a computer handle? Look that up. Yeah, I do. You'll be you'll I'm die when you, you'll you'll die when you see the price, dude. I did. Because <laughs> I wanted it. I don't think we got it here in Australia. I think it's only from the US. I could be very wrong on that. There's a definitive edition and then there's a, a collector's edition with his motorbike. Which is sick. Have you seen? Yeah, that is nice. Yeah. Yeah, and I, th- I think it's a thousand bucks. No, it's, 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 oh, on eBay. Yeah, yeah, first class edition. That's it, first class edition. <laughs> yeah, have a look at that. Yeah, I'd, I'd have gone just. I'd have just got that for the uh, cat, uh, cat part. Well, <laughs> I, I think the first class edition. I could be very wrong. Came with the soundtrack as well, but I think it was even a vinyl soundtrack. Because there's a. There's a, I think there's a deluxe edition, which just comes with the, the disc, a, a CD of the soundtrack, an art book, a steel case for the disc, all that shit. But then you've got the first class. And I, this is a type of game where I actually, I actually want the first class edition. <laughs> I want the motorbike. Yeah, it is cool. Oh, yeah. I, I think that's probably the coolest uh, special edition thing since the Pip-Boy. Oh, it's better than the Pip-Boy, man. It's way better than the Pip Boy. Pip Boy was very cool. I've got the Pip Boy. I ha- I didn't get it the uh, launch night. I had to get it on eBay years later, and I paid way too much for it. But um, the Pip Boy is cool. But I think that first class edition for the for the FF uh, Seven remakes better. I think. Yeah, be nice. Maybe when I uh, when we get the new house, I'll have space for stuff like that. Yeah, I'm running out of space, man. Yeah, I got the well, I got the Imperial Star Destroyer at Christmas. They're like, oh, I'm taking up all my all my allocated space. Where have you got the Imperial Star Destroyer? My Star Wars Mister Potato Head. Oh, okay. Yeah, the four foot long one. Oh. So I'm finished actually because um, my house got flooded. But um, yeah, pretty cool. Oh, sick. Now I might look at the uh, FF Seven. First class yeah. edition, but I'm going to get the Millennium Falcon when we uh, when we move as well. Oh, are you? Oh, sick. Yeah, I might get the FF7 first class edition, but you know what the problem is as well? Most of them are from the US. I don't think we're getting many deliveries out of the US. I I just think at the current situation we're in, I don't know what the uh, 
transport situations like out of the US? Uh, it's moving. It's most of really delayed. Yeah. Um, so use DHL. Um, sorry, I have insights because of um, my wife. Um, but yeah, um, everything's moving. It's just very slow. So I delivery for most stuff about four weeks Well, I might I might look at it. But when I saw that, it was sick. Because if you'd done the chapter where you would have it done pretty it, pretty cool. No, I'm not sure I could spend a thousand dollars on it. No, it is pretty cool. Man, when I saw the thousand bucks, it broke my heart. I went, "You're taking the piss. That's that's too much." You know, but it, too much for a retiree. Yeah, that's right. I'm retired now, man. But um, have you? You would have played the chapter where you start off in the tunnel in the motorbikes. I think that's chapter three when you're in the yep. man. That, I, suck, so I said it all. I, I was a bit cut when I got to the end and then saw I'd missed the trophy. Same here. because oh, it took so long as well. It's just like oh, I, I, I thought I'd, I, I won't mind redoing that, and then I don't know. It's what. 15 minutes? Yeah, it's 15 minutes, and the trophy is you've got to get a, 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 a like a, a comment from Barrett, I think. Praise. A praise from Barrett. And what I read is you've got to get less than 80% damage. Oh, sorry, yeah, only you've got to have um, 80% or more like health, so you can only take 20% damage, which is fucking hard because you're in that tunnel and you get like things shot at you and – Trust me, man, I spent half an hour yes last night doing the Whacker Box Challenge. You haven't got to there yet. There's a t- <laughs> that one is in the original. Is that in the original as well? Okay. There's yeah. a challenge where you've got to like, basically whack boxes and you get a trophy for it, right? So you get one trophy for doing the easy challenge and you get another trophy for the hard challenge. I got the trophy for the easy challenge. I, I couldn't do the hard challenge last night. I got the shits and went to bed. But I think I might spend uh, the rest of the day trying my whacker box challenge on hard. <laughs> they get the trophy because I'd I'd like to get the. That sounds so wrong. <laughs> Fucking oath it does a whacker box. Like whacker box on hard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the king of whacker box, man. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, you're the guy that was telling me. I just looked up Tifa's dress. You were the guy that just you, you know you were. Playing the game, and I got a message, a random message saying, Oh, I just looked up Tifa's dress. Is that wrong? I'm like, Man, not real. Well, I don't think it is, but plenty of other people would. Interest. Her little mini skirt. Oh, no, that wasn't me. I just sent you the, uh, the fat cosplayer. <laughs> <laughs> you sent me the fat cosplayer. <laughs> That's right. There's a Tifa, there's a Tifa uh, cosplayer who's had. Too many biscuits, I think. And she probably shouldn't be looking she at She liked it. cake. She liked cake. <laughs> That's right. Oh, fucking hell. Yeah, I've got very... Shouldn't be, we shouldn't be exclusionary, but yeah, she's... Uh, God bless her for trying, man. That's all i got to say. You know, like... It's not like people at Comic-Con are the pickiest. Man, I'll tell you now, there would be very few people that could look like Tifa in real life. That That's not normal. Yeah, it's augmentation. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much. I'm just thinking of the the designers, like when they were designing that 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 character. Were they were they were they laughing? No, they're Japanese, so it was normal. What am I What am I thinking? It was normal. It's, it's pretty manga, isn't it? That's like, right. You know, when they were designing it, and they had the pictures of the final Tifa, they were probably going. Ugh. 
I think I heard that sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking so stupid. But they're all like they're all ridiculously hot. Like they're just it's just so ridiculous. Like you know, but it's a it, it's a it's a I think it's a classic. This game, I really do. You know, I'm I'm near the end. I'm getting close to the end. It'll it'll take something to really piss me off for me to change my mind. But yeah. That's where I'm at with it. Um, it is, yeah. It's well, the first one is is literally one of the the most famous slash best games ever. So, is that in your is that, that in, is that in your top five games of all time? The original? Um, yeah, it probably is. Um, well, you get people say like, "Oh, Final Fantasy Four is." Is better, but for me, it was always kind of a, a gaming version of hipsters, to be honest. But, um, well, I, I, particularly in terms of like it was the first time that all these things have been kind of all together, like because it was the PlayStation, we had all the extra power they've never had, and so like, there's so much more they could do versus the SNES and like, Super Nintendo and, and Mega Drive and stuff. So, I think. It was kind of seminal um, in, in that card. Um, so yeah, I, I loved it. As I said, it was like one of the very few games I've a completed more than once and b um, done to hundred percent. Like Fight Night Round Three, which I just bought because I could hundred percent it for an easy thousand gamer points. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? This is the game where I want the platinum. I want the platinum trophy for this, but I don't think I can get it because there's a little. Looking at the trophy list, there's quite a, a few yeah, bullshit. It's going to be a lot of work. It's going to take a lot of work, and I know there's things that you're going to miss. Like, some of the side missions are missable. Very, very missable. That's the thing, like, isn't it literally do every quest or something? Do every quest gives you... <laughs> yeah. I've done every quest to, to get it. So. Yeah, well, some of the quests don't even appear. So, okay, that's the other thing. It's tough. That's the You've other... got time. Well, i got the time. I just think I'm going to miss shit. Like... Apparently, some of them, and this is another question I got for you. The original, I don't know if it did this, but it'll ask you specific questions that you can answer. So every now and again, a random character will come up to you as part of a mission, and they'll ask you what you think of something, yeah. right? And then you've got to answer something, but you've got to actually answer some of these things correctly in order to trigger a side mission down the line, right? And one of them, I sat there going, oh, I don't know what to answer. Okay. And you've got a time limit. And I didn't answer the question. So I've, I know for a fact I've already messed out, like messed it up for future side missions that might have been triggered down the line. So it's extremely difficult to get all the side missions, is my understanding. Could be wrong. But did that... Yeah, I think that's a bit harsh on a game where you can't go back. There might be a chapter select, is my, my hope. There might be a chapter select where you can go in. Make sure you use your saved games thing. So I have. I have. Because I know I've missed something already. Ten slots. I have. I have. There's there's one chapter where there's quite a few trophies you can get and one that I missed. And I didn't realise I missed it, but luckily I kept that chapter open in my save game so I can actually load it up again. But I don't think I can get the platinum for this because I think um, there's just too much... Uh, hidden hidden shit in it that is going to be really hard to find and track down. But did the first game ask you questions about 
Um, you, you'd get like text options. I, I honestly don't recall that they really triggered anything. I think it was one of those where you click and you go through the conversation and then you can just click and go through the conversation again um, from memory. I'm sure if you had more than two listeners, somebody would jump in and correct me. But yeah, um, yeah I, I don't think it was was a thing. Yeah, see, um, I didn't even know it had it in there. And it, to be honest with you, they didn't start appearing, at least for me, until well into the game. Like, I'm talking Chapter 9. Chapter Nine's a big chapter, dude. That's a really big... like, And that's where these optional dialogue boxes started to appear. And I'm like, huh? What? And I actually missed one of them. And it had a timer that I didn't even know it existed. And it, it said, oh, well, you haven't answered it, so I'm, I'm going to make the decision for you. I'm like, okay. And so apparently those decisions, a bit like Mass Effect. So it's a, it becomes a bit like a Mass Effect thing, but it's very, very random and very rare. But as I said, apparently they, they kick off these side quests. But some of these side quests, man, are so dry. I don't know if I'm even bothered to do them. As much as I love this game, um, that's, that's the thing. So I don't know if I'll get the Platinum, but it's one of the few games that I actually would like a Platinum trophy. So I'd like the Platinum and I'd like that frigging motorcycle. The first class edition. Well, I'm sure it can wait a few years. Yeah, I don't know if the pro- you know what the price will go up over time. That's a co- that's a true yeah. collectors, I reckon. Yeah, to be honest, I'd be surprised if you go and just get a better one anyway, though. Like the one that's not included in the the game. It's fairly iconic. So see, I had to get the digital download because. At the moment, it, it's not. You can't a, go outside. Not really, no. So I, I didn't go down to JB Hi-Fi and pick a copy up, and uh, I don't trust JB Hi-Fi at all to deliver anything. They're hopeless. The amount of orders I've I've lost, um, doing a, doing an order online for them, and uh, and so I actually downloaded it on digital. And I know most PC players don't give a shit, but I actually do. I actually want this on on disc. That's how much I like this game. You know. Yeah, whereas I've been sitting there looking at my pile of PS3 and Xbox 360 games, trying to figure out what I'm going to do with them. That's the problem. You run out of space, man. And I'm actually at so that. I'm at get that, rid of all my media. Oh, I'm at that. Pro, I'm at that point as well. I've got all these piles of discs upstairs in the room, and I'm running out of room. But I actually want this game. I want this first class edition, series, Sam. <laughs> I might actually, I might, I, when I buy it, I'll send you an update and said I weakened and I got it. <laughs> but I might wait for this world we'll crisis. Nerd points. Yeah, I will, man. And you know what? I'll show you the motorbike and, and we can we can set it up together, Serious Sam, when we get over this bullshit that we find ourselves in in this world. Hopefully, it's not much longer. Um, no, I'm just, I'm literally looking to see if there is a. Um, you, you can buy it elsewhere. It looks like there's a few similar. But are they all on eBay? Um, some are. Oh, see, this one's nice. I'll, I'll, I'll send it afterwards. But yeah, it looks like you can get a few. But, um, it, is, it is cool. Yeah, it's very cool. I'm not really into, I'm not really into the, um, the whole um, toy thing too much. The only time I really um, fell for it, I don't know if it's all show up, Oh, that's I got a, that. Oh, so you got a pop. So I got the so for yeah for people. Uh, it, it's kind of the Game of Thrones, Jon Snow pop vinyl. 
Um, I literally, it was the only time I've ever bought special edition DVD in my life or Blu-ray. And it was because it came with that. And I was just like, it's so cute. I want it. So, so do you do you collect the the pop heads? What do you call them? The bobble heads? What do they call them? Pop heads? No, I don't. I don't really do any of that stuff. Um, but you were a big Game of Thrones fan, yeah? Uh, yeah, like uh, even from just the books um, before the TV show um, until the terrible ending. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was obvious where it was going to go. It was just the way they did it in the show was just. I think they rushed it, man. I think they just rushed it. They did. That was the thing. And there was no event. Like, there was no, there's nothing that kind of catalyzed the whole thing, which is why it didn't, it was so jarring. Like, if if they'd have brought somebody out and killed her friend in front of her at the end, and that's what triggered her or something, like, yeah. it would have made sense. But well, that's it's whole- just more like, oh, well, we've got an hour and a half left. <laughs> Off you go. That's the whole point. <laughs> the whole point was, was that, there was no justification for her to suddenly go mad, even though there was plenty of history to say that she could have. Daenerys could have yeah. easily... No, no, there's no nuance. No, no, no. Daenerys could have gone mad because she had it in her blood and uh, it was consistent with her family family line, but the fact that she had no motive at that point to do anything, but she suddenly go, loses her shit, made no sense. And um, Yeah, that was the thing. Like, the only thing I liked about it at the time was the music. <laughs> that was the only thing that got me because the, the um when like when there's kind of the the lull where it's like is she or isn't she and it kind of brings back the music from um the Bale of the Scepter um and so like as soon as those first few bars and it's like oh shit yeah. <laughs> but it still just didn't make sense no it made no like, sense. Yeah. Yeah, but you got to blame and I, I don't think he's ever going to finish it either. Which I, I think it's going to be um. Same as Robert, what's his name? Uh, with, with Robert, time, Robert Jordan. Remember. Robert Jordan. He yeah. actually he actually passed away, and I think his son or sons is is now like had. I think they finished it, or they're finishing it. But they yeah. Didn't. So there was only two to go, and he did do them. Um, but yeah, like, I, 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 I've got a feeling it's going to be the same thing with yeah. Kendrick. Yeah. Um, but then again, with Robert Jordan, I didn't mind that much because it, like it's. Oh, God, they were going on. So I, I feel like you could have done this in four books. I felt... And you get to like seven, and it's just like bigger and bigger. It's just like, oh, for God's sake, just finish yeah. the story. I, it, it, that, I, was, I totally agree. The first couple of Rob, uh, Robert Jordan Will of Time books were awesome, and then it completely lost me. I think at about book six or seven, I think. And, and that, it just had no ending. It just got bigger and bigger and bigger, and you couldn't see the end of the the tunnel for this shit. And I'm like, I'm, I can't do this. And I, then I found out that he passed away and that's it. I haven't read whatever his sons have done. However, shout out to him. Pedro told me they're quite good. What, they, what his uh, son or sons has actually written on behalf of his father. He's done pretty well from what I've heard. So I don't know. Take that with a grain of salt. Serious, Sam. Well, I think at least if, um, God, what's, what's the author's name for Game of Thrones? Oh, that's oh. uh. Oh, now you've done it to me. Now that's <laughs> oh, no, no, no. That's caught. His name's Cloud. That, I'm just George R. R. Martin. As I look at the book, George, <laughs> George, R., uh, George R. R. Martin. Yes, but if if he dies, I think they should definitely just um 
just to warm people up, say that um, the, the production team are going to be the ones that finish the book. Oh, so you say <laughs> everybody riots. So D and D, D and D, right? What Dave, David Benioff yeah. and David, whatever his name was. Yeah, that, people will lose yeah. their shits, man. They'll lose their, lose their mind. They will lose their fucking mind. See, see those see those flames in the background of your your little picture you've you've got on your video cam. That's what this it, is fine. That'll be that'll be the nerd fire that people go. They'll just go into a local dimmix and burn shit. That's what's going to happen. Now, but he wrote. He sent out a note or something. He said he's uh, writing quite well, and and the progress of his next book's going fine. But in but he's been saying that for Bullshit. five. Years. Well, that's exactly right. The last book came out in twenty eleven, I think, or twenty twelve, and there's 2010. been twenty ten. Okay, well, nothing's happened since. Since the dragons is twenty ten, and it's not like he's a young fit man, by the way. You know, I'm no, not. He's not. I mean, I'll tell you now. He he needs to stay away from the Rona because he's a fucking prime target. <laughs> Right, but anyway, yeah, I, 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 I think he won't finish it, but um, we'll no. see. Right, and it's, it's just, it's, it's the procrastinator excuses as well. Like, oh yes, well, I'm just, it's, he's Scott. He's because he was like, oh, I might have it finished by the time season seven comes round. So how'd that go? Yeah, well, didn't he have an argument with the? Uh the showrunners and the writers and all the rest of it saying that's not how, because they ran out of the source material. We all know that. Yeah. And and then he said, well, that's not my interpretation of how things will go. And they said, well, thank you very much, George, but that's the way we think it will go. And he basically split. He went his own way and he went back to writing his books and they wrote that pile of shit at the end of the the series. And um, I tend to that agree. sounds plausible, like, because I, I know they knew the strokes. So I think like, they would have been told, oh, it ends and it's kind of bittersweet and Daenerys um, goes mad and all of that. And so they've just taken that one line and goes, goes mad. It's like, oh, okay, there you go. She went mad. It's like this, he probably would have built up to it a little bit more. Yeah, it, it would have been fine, but apparently they were offered another season. So they, they were offered... They were offered another three. Was it three, was it? I thought it was at least another. Yeah, they were offered until like season 10 or 11. Yeah. And they were just like, I don't want to do it because I think the, the amount of, why like, they've been offered 250 million or whatever it was plus the, the Star Wars stuff. They should, have, they should have taken up at least another two seasons. They, they needed another season at least to build up the reason why Daenerys was going to lose her shit. And then everybody yeah. would have been okay with it because they would have said, okay, well, she was a Targaryen. She was a mad queen, potentially. She showed signs of it, actually, at some parts leading up to this. Like, if you go back and watch it, which, because they're rerunning it on Foxtel at the moment. And if you go and watch it, you go, okay, there's potential of her losing her shit. But they didn't, they didn't have a good justification for it. And they needed another season to do it. It's just just like poorly written and rushed. That's right. You know? So. It, you know, it's going to land on its on its in in a pile of shit. Unfortunately, it was an awesome. That was one of the TV shows where I would watch it and go, you know what? That's basically word for word from the book. Basically, it's word for word. Yeah, like the, the, the early ones. Yeah, the very, early very ones. Well done. Yeah. The, um, it's one of the things actually I've, I've really liked. I don't know if you you watched the Expanse, but that's been pretty good actually for um, for following the books as well. Um, so. 
actually a, 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 the, the two guys that wrote it were actually George R. R. Martin's assistant. Um, and so they wrote um, all of those. And yeah, um, but they're, fo they're following it well. Also, it's about to finish the book series. So you know it's got, um, you know it knows where it's going. There's a pretty awkward leap in the books that it's got to get over at some point. It's a bit harder on the screen. But um, it's, it's nice when you get a, a good. Uh, book to film, book oh, to show conversion. Well, that's what I thought we had with uh, Game of Thrones, man. Like those first two seasons, like I said, word for basically word for word, I'm like, you know what? That's exactly what they said in the book. Exactly. And their vision of, like my vision of when, when I was reading those books was actually the same as what was on the TV show. Like I imagined that, what was it? The, the Red Witch who was hot as fuck, by the way. She had that little necklace thingy and, oh. She was, I don't know which one I'd take, Tifa or her. Oh. But um, maybe Tifa. I think I think Tifa. Tifa's got some uh, oomph. You know, she can kick some ass, you know. The, the red witch would just burn you. And then she kind of put me off because she had that black baby. That, that not the black baby, the, the, the shadow thing. The shadow thing. I don't know if I can do that, but anyway. It is what it is. Serious Sam, have we said anything we wanted to say about Final Fantasy VII Remake before we wrap this bitch I, up? I think so. Um, I, yeah, I, I, I think it's been very well executed. I'm enjoying it a lot, and I look forward to completing it. I just don't want them to spend five years coming out with the last one. At least they've, they've got plot. They can't do a Mass Effect 3, so. This this is what worries me, man. Like I'm worried about the gaps between, like, uh, you know, the thing is, is when I'm playing this game, I just think about the PS5. I'm like, you know what? Imagine what this would look like on a, on a PS5 or whatever it is, you know, or even a a really high end PC. Like it would look unreal. I I honestly don't know how much more we can pull out of it. I like it's ray tracing. I've, I've got a very very good PC, but like. Final Fantasy, Red, Red Dead Redemption, even like Spider-Man, right? I don't know that you get enough extra. Right? It, it's, it's the resolution thing is different. Right? It's not like those kind of very, very top-end tier one games. I think they're, they're kind of close enough. Like if you look at um, like Red Dead Redemption on the PC, like it looks amazing, and like you get the ultra wide, and that naturally makes it more cinematic. But I never played the PlayStation version, even on the original PlayStation 4, thinking, "Oh, this is terrible graphics." It's just sometimes you'd have frame rate drops, or it, you'd have drop in. So I don't know that going up to the PS5 is going to massively improve it. We we say that now, but then when, yeah, when we say that now, but when we see it, we'll go, "Holy shit!" You know. But I must admit that I I look at these these graphics and think the same as you. I think I don't know what else they can do, apart from obviously the ray tracing and and the better frame rate and all that shit. But it's been solid, man. Like you play this game, I've never seen it stutter once. You know, and I'm like, this is unbelievable. And it's a shame you don't have a HDR set. And I'm not trying to put shit on you but it looks fucking unbelievable with hdr like some games they run in hdr and you're like oh yeah whatever yeah okay this looks really cool like i said like just little details pop and um i i don't remember a game looking so good 
or as good as this? I, I, yeah. I think this generation and the next few years are pretty much going to be defined by lighting in games. So it's going to be HDR and ray tracing will be yeah. things like ray tracing. It's insane that the difference it makes because again, like if you look at a static screen, you, you don't look at it and go, "Oh, okay, that looks better because it's got this." And then you play and it's just like, "Whoa!" Yeah, and kind of HDR is the same thing. Well, I don't have the best HDR monitor, but even I just playing, it's not Force Unleashed because that's ten years old. But whatever the, the Star Wars game was recently, and like you play that, and like the little bits of. HDR that kind of pop out there, like the, the lights on the robot's back and coming yeah. from like dark and everything. Like it, it's such a big difference um, experientially. So I think I think it's pretty much going to be lighting within defining the next generation, which makes sense because like after 8K, there's pretty much the no eyes, point in resolution anymore. The eyes aren't good enough, man, to see it. I'll be honest with you. I, I've yeah. seen 8K TVs at the shop, and I'm like, I can't see it. I'm sure it's better. I know it is, but I just go, I can't see it. My my eyes aren't yeah. good enough anymore. And then, um, you know, like I think the, the improvements I'll make, like you were saying, ray tracing is a big one, but I think the biggest one is audio. And, and and going back to the remake here, like the Final Fantasy VII remake, when I, this is one of the few games that I'll actually put headsets on, like headphones on, because I want the, 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 the audio is so good. It's like, I just want to be immersed in it. And so if you've got like 3D, 3D audio, which is what they're saying they're going to put in the next system, next systems, then that's amazing. Like you'll hear different things, not just in surround sound, but unique sounds in different parts of the room. It's like that's what I really want, um, especially if you get those 3D audio headsets or headphones. You, that, that's actually the, the weird thing, though. You don't need them. Um, so... The, most of it comes down to the algorithm. Like the, the 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 difference between the best produced. You know, I can't remember the name. You've got your um, audio engineer friend. I'm sure <laughs> um, have much better judgments on it. But um, kind of the top end positional audio system, like the professional grade ones, versus the ones that have got seven drivers in your headphones. There's not actually a, a huge amount of difference. The hard bit is actually being able to develop for it and so it can be used. So that was why like, the last bunch of audio standards were effectively delivering what they call object-based audio, which is to say that the, the object's position based on an algorithm rather than it's representing the sound wave. And so once they can get that down to consumer-grade stuff, I don't know that you'll particularly need it headphones because at the end of the day you've got one ear from right so, well i mean <laughs> i mean i've got a good surround sound system and so I, i'm interested to see like i've heard dolby atmos through that system and it's it's impressive how they can have different sounds appear in your head but in different parts of the room it's it's weird to describe yeah. and if they're going to go down that road you know with ray tracing and and all that sort of stuff and hdr which we've already got I'm I'm blown away by it, you know. But the next, but the, you know, would you play a game like the remake in uh, VR? So I don't know if it'd work. Um, no, Final Fantasy wouldn't work. No, no, it wouldn't work. Um, some, some games were like Wipeout would be amazing. Oh, I'd throw so, up. Well, it, 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 in fairness, there is a I can't remember what Red Line I think it's called, but um, there is kind of a, a fake version of Wipeout. But I'd throw um, up, dude. Yeah, I'd, I'd throw up. It would be tough. Oh yeah. I, I'd, I'd, um, 
and, and VR still not there for the power. No. Um, so no, I'm you... hoping to replace my headset pretty soon with one that will be kind of the next leap up. But you probably, they're probably still two or three generations off that being insane. Because that... you kind of need 4K per eye and 140-odd hertz of refresh rate. And as soon as they get to that, again, it'll be the bit where it's there's not really many places to go. No. Did, ja- did Jason Relaxation ever give you your headset back? No. But Little prick. A <laughs> Little fucking prick. Well, this is your... It's only bothered me in the last couple of weeks because obviously with Half-Life Alex coming out. Oh, yes. Um, I'd, have, I'd have already bought uh, an index if I didn't live in Australia and actually could. So, um, but HP is about to do another version of that. So um, I'm hoping to, to get... I, I'm, I'm, I'm majorly into my simulation stuff. So, so is um, he. He loves, uh, was it Flight Simulator? He's talking about at the moment. He's in love with that. I think it's Flight Simulator. Flight Sim 2020 looks ridiculous. I think it's it so is. Good. I think it's that one. I'm not sure, but he's he's talking yeah, about so, that. So it's, it's like photorealistic scene. But um, I played um, DCS, the Combat Simulator, which is kind of a military version, but you, you well, I didn't have the graphics that's got the fidelity, but the problem is is because it's also accurate, you need to be able to see the dials and on that VR. I literally bought it for that game and just like, yeah, can't fly shit. Yeah. Um, so hopefully as the resolution gets up there and they make the engine non potato like. Yeah. Um, fill my dreams. Well, shout out to Jason Relaxation, the suppressive personality. I'll tell him that you're chasing, you're looking for your little, do you want to say? Well, Pedro was the suppressive. No, because Pedro went on, Pedro went on the podcast. And I, I, I listened to that episode. Yeah. And so I. He is real. He's a very busy man. And he, he went out, I'll tell you, he was, it was really awesome. He was on, on a holiday. He had leave before the shit started with the world, right? And he turned up with Jason Relaxation and we, and we, I didn't even know he was going to be here. And we did that Mass Effect, Mass Effect episode. And um, but Jason, yeah, I, I want I kept wanting to join in on that conversation. Like you guys are saying stuff, and I'm just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, what what do you have to say about Mass Effect that we missed out? This is your opportunity. To um, it wasn't that you missed it out; it's just the general conversation. Like for me, that Mass Effect of that trilogy was kind of another one of those seminal ones. Like I wouldn't put them in three of my top five slots, but I think together that would take another one of them. Um, like that's been again another one of those games that I played all the way through more than once. Um, just like punching out the journalist. He's um, look. He's a guy that he he lo- he knows the background and the lore of that series so much that um, that's what I wanted to talk to him about. Like he knows the background. He knows the the writers. Well, he knows who the writers were. He knows all that shit, right? And you make him watch Picard then. Oh yeah. fuck! Are you watching that? That that was the Mass Effect plot. Yeah, was. It literally was. Well, you know what? I haven't watched Picard, man, so I can't comment. I haven't watched it, right? But it's funny. It's funny you say it because someone I've heard someone say that, but but basically Picard is Mass Effect. With it the, the like, re- no, and it's not like oh, it's aping it slightly. It's like it's that exactly. So, so let me ask you, serious Sam, do you hate it, Picard? Picard, it's fucking terrible. Like you know, you and I have had the conversation yeah. a couple of times. I actually don't mind Discovery that much. We've had a big like, discussion. It's not Star Trek. 
but it's it's all right. I quite enjoyed it. A couple of the episodes are very good. The card was as bad for me as sitting through the last Star Wars film. Oh, because right, I, <laughs> I haven't right, even seen I, that. Well, so I went to see that like weeks after it came out with the cinema, and I, I, I went with them, um, my wife, and I struggled to stay in my seat. I was uh, oh, this is so shit. I wanted to leave the cinema. Um, and Picard for me was like, it's just, it's just terrible. Like, there's nothing that, like, I go, oh, that was quite well, well done. Like, there's like, there's like 20 minutes of one episode where they kind of had Troy and Riker and Picard and they're all having a bit of a chat. And it's like, that, that was quite well done. But other than that, it was just utter, utter trash. And it was, it was worse than discovering. See? And by a fair bit. See, you're consistent. You're, what you're saying is consistent with what everybody else is saying, except for one person. Shout out to Rocket Russell. Serious Sam, I've had disagreements with Serious Sam, but Rocket Russell, you see how fucking wrong you are with this bullshit? I'll get a phone call now. He'll ring me up and go, no, it's great. It's great. Because I tried to tell him it's one of the very – it's shit. Everybody says it's shit, right? And if you're saying to me, Serious Sam, it's shit, when you actually could tolerate discovery – it must be really shit because I hated Discovery. It, it's terrible. And I don't know if some of it is because it's kind of characters you know and so there's that bit where you're not connected ring, to ring, anything ring, in Discovery, ring. so it's kind of like, whatever. Um, but, yeah, I, I at the moment, unless I'm going to wait till season two is completely finished and see what the thing is because I, I think it was a waste of, 10 hours of my life. Yeah. yeah. I just thought it was that bad. And like, there's, there's a scene, and I won't spoil it too much in case you ever are psychopathic enough to watch it, but <laughs> like, there's, a, there's a scene in the last episode, and like, you finally see a Federation ship, and it's literally, they just copied and pasted like 50 of the same ship. So they come, <laughs> and it's just stuff like that. And it, it was against literally 219 carbon copy Romulan ships. And it, like, it's like, where the fuck is your money gone? Like, <laughs> well, like, well, it looked cheap. Deep to- Space Nine had fleets of oh, yeah. disorganized stuff, and well, you just, oh. Well, well, it looked cheap Sorry. to me. It looked cheap to me, man. When I saw that very first pilot, I didn't see the episode. I saw snippets of it, and there's a scene where there's these. They look like motorcycle riders. They got these black helmets and like leather suit thingies, and they're fighting. They're fighting, I think it's not Picard, but somebody else. And it looks like at the front of a yep. Woolies, right? Yep. It, it looks cheap as it looks, it looks cheap as fuck. And I'm like, what, what is this? This isn't Star Trek. And there were Star Trek episodes, yeah. to be fair, even next-gen episodes that were obviously very heavily budgeted, right, and cost-cutted, and they looked a bit flimsy, but that looked worse than any next-gen episode I ever saw. And that was like a little snippet. Of the, of the pilot, and I went, I'm not having this. And then I heard about Patrick Stewart's, and this broke my heart, Patrick Stewart putting all of his Brexit bullshit into it and all of his political ideals into it, and I went, I don't want to hear it, you know, like, in Star Trek. please. I, I, didn't, I didn't get that impression in fairness, but that, it was... That's apparently what was what was I've heard. Again, I haven't seen it, so I can't comment, you know. You know? Yeah. So it's worse than Discovery, you're saying? Yes. Holy fuck. So season season one, I thought season two of Discovery was okay. 
um, though not Star Trek, and I, I wish they'd. Sorry, oh, they were so close to having an actual Borg origin story that made sense. It was like that would have been cool, and you you fluffed it in the last three episodes. But I quite enjoyed it. First season was pretty ropey, but it was still watchable. Whereas I didn't think Picard was really watchable. Yeah. Like I was, that, I was watching it begrudgingly. Like right? just it's like when you you know when you're reading a bad book and you're like, I've got to get to the end of this just because yeah. just because I've got to get to the end of it. But I don't want to, and I'm resenting the shit out of it. That's big, man. <coughs> As I swallow my water. Yeah, they need to get whatever his name is away from the franchise because it just doesn't make sense. Oh, there's so many, there's so much stuff they could do with it that would be good, and they're just, you know, well, completely fluffing it. I mean, you know, a lot of it's political, and there's legalese attached to it where they've got to segregate the different timelines because of you know who owns it and who do, and who doesn't own it. <clears throat> My understanding is at a very high level, they've actually merged again. Viacom and uh, I think it's CBS have actually merged again. They've merged again um, because Paramount slash Viacom have basically broke. And so to me, that's half the problem. But if they can somehow reconcile that and give us what we really want, which is prime Star Trek, which is the diplomatic Star Trek, which is like next generation and beyond. That's what we want. And unless we get that, I don't, I'm not interested in it because it's only going to piss me the fuck off. And the fact that you're telling me that it's worse than Discovery and I hated Discovery and I used to put shit on you about it, oh, count me out, baby. <laughs> I don't want to know about it. I'll yeah. just go back to... I'll just go back to Final Fantasy VII Remake and call it a day. <laughs> I think you'd be a bit much better use of your time. Like, I think there's things that they've done with the universe that probably would be um, good in more detail, like kind of what Seven of Nine is supposed to be doing. That would be quite interesting. Um, the fact that the Federation seems to have kind of fallen apart a bit, um, I think would also be interesting. But it's, yeah, that's just shit. Like, should have killed him off. That's right. Let it go, man. I'm disappointed in Patrick Stewart because I did, I must admit, I did say when I found out he was writing most of it, in fact, if, if not all of it, that I thought, you know what, that's the one guy that'll get it. That's what I thought, right? Little did I know. But that's why it didn't make sense because he, he, he was like, he was almost phoning it in through the whole series. Like, it's just, it just didn't make sense. It was, like, it was just like this frail old man that's good. And yeah, he's in his 80s, it's going to be a thing, but it's just, like, it just wasn't the character. No. Like, I get that like, he's been through challenges and like, so it's trying to be more nuanced, but it was just and apparently, correct me if I'm wrong, but everyone shits on Picard. Like, they treat him like shit. Like, everybody just sort of, I don't know, they sort of belittle him a bit. He's not like this yeah. character that should be, yeah. oh, you're, you're Captain Picard. You're awesome. It's more like you're, you're a silly little man. Shut up, you know? Yeah, like the, the, the head of Starfleet does that to him. And it, to be honest, it's probably the highlight of the whole series where she's just like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Literally, that's what she says. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's nobody cares. Nobody's really heard of him and all of that. And so in itself, that could have been interesting, but they just messed it up. Like, it's so bad. I actually read the book 
and I've never read a Star Trek book in my life. Like, I'm not that big of a fan. But I read the book because it's people like, oh, well, more's, it gives more context to what's going on. So I'm like, I'm just going to do it. See if it feels less shit when I fill in a few of those gaps. And nah. Yeah, no. As soon as I heard what I heard about the political stuff going, being put into it, the Federation's bad, quote unquote, um, and no one treats Picard with any respect. And he's a legendary character, and he's done legendary things. I went, something's not right here. Count me out. Plus, it's on a, it, it, it's a, it's not accessible. I'm not paying money for. Was it Amazon? You got to watch it on Amazon if you want to do it legally. Fuck that. I'm not giving some more grubby fucks more money. I'm not doing it. I'm out. Do you of- like Do you like sci-fi generally? I love, mate. I love sci-fi. So, so just take your week trial on exp- uh, on Amazon Prime because at least then you can watch The Expanse at the same time. And those are four seasons of the best, some of the best sci-fi I'll ever see. Uh, well, so I, do that and you watch Picard for free. Well, this is, I mean, going back to Final Fantasy VII Remake, that's probably why I like it so much because it is very sci-fi in its nature, right? Yeah, it is. And un- unfortunately, you and I started chatting at a point where sci-fi started to piss me the fuck off. Like, Discovery was awful. <laughs> Picard, you're telling me he's awful, right? I've got uh, if you if you want to talk about sci-fi, you got to go way back, like to Star Trek: Next Generation. On it, so if you've not seen it, the Expanse is up there. So it's it's very 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 good. It's called the Expanse, is it? Yeah. And where can I find that, Serious Sam? It's on Amazon. So take oh, a week trial. I oh, take my trial. So I, I think Amazon's only four ninety nine or something a month anyway, and you get free delivery. Which, Given current times, you, it's probably quite handy that you get yeah, I might, I might delivery check. on all your Amazon stuff. I might check it out. I think Jason Relaxation's a bit of a fan. And maybe if I get Amazon, they'll deliver my Final Fantasy VII Remake first class edition at a suitable fucking time rather than 20 <laughs> years from now. Covered in Wuhan. Maybe. I'm sure, I'm sure there'll be one on the Amazon marketplace. If I get it, I'm going to have to de-louse it. You know that, right? I'm going to have to bring the box in, spray it with all Blend 20, all sorts of shit so it's fucking safe. Because you know I'm going to play with a motorbike. Yeah, my wife has been selling stuff and like just bringing the money into the house and sanitizing <laughs> You have to. Apparently, you've got to, man. I heard some crazy shit before we go that apparently in some states in America, and I don't know if it's true, I really don't, right, that they can't accept boxes now, like deliveries, because uh, because they're contaminated. They might be contaminated with the Wuhan. Yeah, I think it's 24 hours it stays on cardboard. Something. Messed up. Yeah. When I was at Bunnings yesterday, I was like sitting there looking at springs, trying to pick one out, and it's like all of a sudden just hearing like, <laughs> from like a guy on the next aisle over who's obviously just coughing through the wall. Oh, dude, that's like, that's what like, happened. Like some fucking horror, horror story. <laughs> that's what happened to me. Like I said, I was walking down the street last week, and someone goes, <laughs> and I went, "Oh fuck!" And I got all this anxiety washed all over Down me. in the throat. Oh, dude, I just ran home. I started sweating, <laughs> starting getting lightheaded. Oh, no, I'm having a panic attack. Fuck this. The outside world, I told you kids, was scary to begin with, and it's scary now for sure. You know what's not, you know what's not scary, Serious Sam, playing Final Fantasy VII Remake, and I think you and I need to get back to it. That's it. Sounds like a good way to spend my afternoon. That's a, that's a good segue to ending this bullshit. Have you said everything you wanted to say? I have. All my 
my rants are complete. Oh, good. You got no more rants? Everything's purged? Pretty much. Oh, man, awesome. Serious Sam, it's been a pleasure talking to you again. And that's no bullshit. Thank you, Andrew. And did you, uh, listen, before you go, did you we know... We won't leave it so long next time. No, no, please, no. We, well, I'll tell you what, when you finish the game, right, maybe, maybe you'll jump back on and uh, we'll talk about what your final thoughts were with the remake. Because I'd be very sure. keen to hear what you... Particularly towards the end, there's some scene, like some major things with like the, what do you call it, the ghosty things, the spectres or whatever you call them, and how different they are from the original. Be keen to get your thoughts on that shit. Check it out. And then you can rant about fucking Star Trek Picard. <laughs> That's done. <laughs> That's dead, right. dead to me. He's dead to you. Oh, fuck him. He had his time. That's how, <laughs> like we all did. Like we all do on this planet. It's very limited. But before, you know what? Did you know, Sirius Sam, that we have a shop? Before you go? Uh, the online store with yes. t-shirts and mugs. Roll it, monkeys. Hey, kids. You know, we've got an online shop, Serious Sam. I don't think knew about it. It's shop.inverti.net. Shop.inverti.net. That's right. Merchandise, clothes. I think there's a cushion cover. There's all sorts of shit. It's made from the USA and it might be a bit delayed. I'm not going to lie. It might take a bit longer. And when you get it home, you might have to spray it with Glen 20 and disinfect it somehow. Put a UV light on it. I don't know. Because it might take longer than normal, but it's available. And 10% serious, Sam, goes to a charity. That is no bullshit. So you can buy that online now. Shop.inverty.net. I guilt free. What's that? I guilt free. Oh, that's right. Guilt free. Exactly right. Serious, Sam, thanks for being part of the podcast. Please don't leave it as long next time. And you can rant. Think about something to rant about and hit it with me, man. Purge. This is about purging. But we don't have anything to purge about with Final Fantasy VII Remake, and I, I miss Matifa. <laughs> that beautiful creature. Well, you, you go enjoy that and um, make sure you've got lotion or whatever. That's right. So until next time, thank you, thank you, Sirius Sam, for joining us. Thank you for the two people that have been listening to this bullshit podcast. Thank you, Dad, for letting us use your garage. I'm sorry I read about Final Fantasy VII Remake. I can't know it. I fucking love Tifa. I think it might be wrong. Gorgeous little creature. Uh, she's always very seductive wearing that short skirt, and I don't know how many polygons have gone into her chest, but it's fucking ridiculous. And everybody else will think it's, think, think it's ridiculous too, including the feminists. They'll think she's being friggin' abused and, rep- and misrepresenting ladies. But I love my Tifa. I love everybody. And until next week, my little Final Fantasy VII adventurers will have some more retreat and more bullshit. But until then, you can roll it, monkeys. Where's the button?